The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Schatz, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. And now your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls, Nate Newton, and Bill Jones. <laughs> and then we'll get to Everson, yeah, right? Well, well uh, I feel like there's a pretty good tempo. I think there's okay. good competition. I think the coaches are doing a good job of regulating um, the situations and really putting these guys in, in, in different environments to where they have to respond based upon um, whatever situ- you know, strategy or situation they're in. Down and distance, um, you know, number of timeouts, you know, field of possession. You know, they had a, I think that towards the end of practice, right. they had a little situation where they had points, a point system going on between defense scores so many points. If the, you know, if they, if they have a four now, you know, a fourth down hold versus a field goal or whatever it may be. So I think the guys are responding well. Um, nobody's out here being reckless. That's one of the things I know as former players that we look for is guys, you know, taking care of each other, fitting, making sure they have their fits, make sure they're punching the ball out on defense, you know, ball security on offense. Um, and, and you don't want to see guys on the ground. Um, but overall, I think it's, it's been pretty well, except for uh, a couple couple balls that didn't make it through the goalposts. Yeah, uh, man, yeah, we, will, we will get to <laughs> that. Yeah, don't even bring up that right there, man. He kick it. But uh, I was impressed because this is the fourth day where the tempo was good. Normally you – first few days is real shabby you know then the coach have to get on them to pick it up pick it up and by the time the scrimmage come the tempo will be a little bit better well this tempo has been holding pretty steady and pretty consistent and I like that now the first few days our offense I'm like whoa I was taken back because normally the defense takes over early but it's reversed and our defense is starting to um, really clamp down so uh, I had a few talks with a couple of defensive guys I said did y'all go at the players they said nah they say as these guys get comfortable and as guys see where the competition coming from, guys are starting to pick up their games. Now, uh, Isaiah said it wasn't, wasn't reckless. I think we had one guy that 
you know, went out of line. I can't yeah, think who it was. I and, know went out. Who it was. and he almost had a, a hissy fit, if you can say that on air. But you know what? Mistakes happen, Isaiah. No he just bumped into him. Yeah, huh. <laughs> well, I don't know if he'd call it a bump. <laughs> yeah, he bumped into him. Jimmy would have said, hey, that's just, hey, that's just a thud up. You know, I almost, I almost got only one fight in my entire career. Right. And it was something like that. Okay. And it was from a safety by the name, some dude by the name of Roy Williams. Right. Took, took, a, <laughs> took a shot took a on you. shot on me in practice, and right. it almost, I saw red, Mick. Right. And, 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 and they always seem to do it with a number that you have to look up the name. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, Poor young guys. The dudes, right? the dude feeling that pressure, man. The competition is so great at safety yep. and at D lineman. Well, you're going to see guys taking shots on quarterbacks. You're going to see guys taking shots at receivers. You're going to see it. I tell you what, um, what has impressed me is how competitive it's been. And you mentioned how the offense got off to a good start, the defense start catching up. But for the last couple of practices, I think it's been both ways. Yeah, You've right, seen right. the offense play well, and at the same time, the defense play well. So if I'm the head coach, I'm happy about that, except for the head coaches the offensive coordinator see, see the thing about it with the offense you got guys that are flashing big this year you know the brook kid he, he's flashing big uh uh, uh young uh, uh i can't think of it. it's bass tj bass. bass he's doing okay uh richardson the other guard the drafting they're doing it they're just showing flashes but it's no consistency the defense is starting to roll and it's consistent it's consistent. And we know number 11, thanks to you, we can't even get it. one out of every three plays is a blow-up because of you. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> and you can't really you can't really evaluate the tackles, right? Thank you! Because he's doing that to everybody across the league. Hey, he's, he's making their job easier when the preseason games show up. Right? Yes, he's sir. He's making their job easier. Yes, sir. Other people are going to look like they're moving in slow motion. Because you're, you're trying to sit there and evaluate where Tyron Smith is, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's been a while since he's been at left tackle. Right. You know, even though he's done it for all these years, you know, he missed two-thirds of the season, right. maybe three-quarters of the season last year. No, no, you know, missed at the end of training camp. And then he gets back and he plays right tackle. And so now he's back at left tackle. And to me, part of this training camp was to see, can he handle left tackle? Right, again? right. You know, he's with 13th season. Is he ready to do that? Because otherwise, you got to put Tyler Smith out there. And he, he's been fine, except for those rushes from Parsons. Yes. Right? And then you're sitting there going, oh. But again, he does that to everybody. The thing that is uh, the thing as an offensive player, and the thing that I've been coached by Tony Wise and Hudson Hawk and guys such of that ilk, uh, is when we play against great players like that or practice against a Charles Haley or Leon let the have exceptionally long arms, you know, and coach technique, you you still have to trust in your technique. And now that never give up, that's where it really kicks in. You got a technique, technique, and finish. Even though this guy's blowing by you 100 miles, you still got to know that technique, technique, technique. Get your hands on him and fight as best you can because, like Isaiah said, once you get – those guys are one in every 15. So you ain't going to play with them guys maybe twice a year. Yep. So you just got to trust in your technique. All right. The kickers. Mm. I think that caused everybody kind of taken back that they had that bad of a day after they've been. Great. After they've been great, bro. I mean, 
the the young well he's not a young kid his first year he's a rookie Brandon Aubrey probably has been the most consistent of the two with Tristan Vizcaino and both guys just struggled now I understand what they did they made him kick into the wind and it was towards you guys where you were sitting when you're on the field you don't feel the wind but up there in those trees it swirls it, it swirls yeah. and and they were consistently missing left I think I saw one miss right I think it was off of the upright but everything was left and and Aubrey and, and, missed and, and we were left and you were left right <laughs> yeah coming at us yeah uh, <laughs> Aubrey missed his first it was a it was a extra point basically 33 yards uh, when they and then he he made six uh, five of the last six of the last seven hmm. so he he, he kind of got it back together but then when they did thunder which is they run out there yep. in a hurry to kick, right, right? Um, with no no uh, with the clock running and time running out in the period uh, he struggled he and he was the only one that made he, they were one of six yeah, they uh, he was one of three and Vizcaino was O of three, and it was like, oh my, um, and and I think that got the attention maybe of the front office. It's like, okay, we got to see what happens. If they kick today, we got to see how they come back. Because in that part of it, you got you, you have a bad day. Now, can you correct yourself? Yeah, you got to be able to bounce back. I mean, but at the end of the day, first of all, let us apologize because I know from where Nate and I were sitting, along with Bill Jones and Kyle, we. We didn't have the TV shot, so apparently on the right. live stream they had it overhead. So if we were up there guessing in terms of how far the field goal was, right. we didn't have the great uh, perspective. But um, in terms of that competition, it's not what you want to see, man. You think about it from an offensive perspective. You know, as a former quarterback, receiver, tight end, whatever you want to call me, you're all about moving those chains. And everything you're doing is trying to get the ball down into scoring position. Now, you like to walk away with six, right? And right. obviously that's, that's, that's your goal as an offense. But sometimes you got to take the three. But when you get in that position, you expect the three. You're not hoping for the three. You don't want to wish the three. You expect the three. And for somebody that's in there banging every dog on play, on a, in there with the big fellas working their way down the line of scrimmage, I know that you want to walk away with some points. Otherwise, all that work you just did was for nothing. I, I just, you know, I don't believe in curses and all spells and all of that. <laughs> but it's <laughs> something about that goal post down there. Right. It ruined like four kickers last, last year. year. It's about to ruin two this year. You know, so best to side with the Cowboys after they break training camp. Facts. Because right. if you go to that field goal, you do. It's over. So when they when they initially uh, kicked their, they were supposed to kick seven. Uh, Vizcaino got an extra one uh, because the snap was. And right. by the way, some of those snaps weren't very good from. Is he Sig? Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, man. Well, he had one that came on. The snap came in flat. Right. And uh, I know as a kicker, you've got to be able to kick, right? Right. Regardless. But it came in flat. The the hold was bad. late. Yeah. Uh, and it, it so they gave him another one. So the operation was bad. Yeah, the operation. And wow. then it, during the, the thunder part, uh, he had one that was real high to uh, Aubrey. And it, it threw him off. So, uh, so, you're so the it's first kind of important to have a long snapper that's consistent. Well, he's got to, and this is a new operation, right? Yeah. The new kicker and new new deep snapper. The only thing the same is the uh, anger is the holder. Yeah. Um, so the the first series of kicks they were between thirty three and forty eight. 
You talking about all together, not not including the end zone. Yeah, 33 yards and 48 yards. Total. Okay. That was the kicks. That was a range. So, so Aubrey was 5 of 7, Which and Vizcayano was? was 4 of 8. And then when they did the Thunder, they each had a couple that were 50 yards, and they Aubrey tried to power one through, yeah. and, he, and he hit, like, I'm going to kick this harder. All of them had distance, except right. for one, right. as I remember. I think one of them yeah, came up well, short. It, yeah. the, rest yeah. of them, the rest of them had plenty of. They had distance, yeah. but they, it, they were going left, yeah, right? Yeah, somebody, somebody blew them to And I, when I was talking with somebody, it's like, well, okay, but then you got to adjust. You know, you know where the ball's going. Although, it's like, I mean, what little I play golf, if you sit there and you try <laughs> to play the wind, and then when you try to play the you wind, the wind yep. isn't there, and, and then you overcompensate. So, it's like an old-school outfielder, Mick. you got to grab some grass, throw it right, in the air. Right, throw it in the air. Uh, so I think if they kick today or if they wait till tomorrow, we got to see a rebound. Otherwise, I would imagine they're going to start saying, okay, we might have to have a little kicking caravan. Well, I mean, there, there is a free agent out there, free agent, who just happened to be one of the best in the history of the game of football. I mean, there's somebody they might have to take a peek at over there, uh, over there, or Robbie Gold. I think. Yeah, he's Robbie there. Gold is great, but I like to see him in the curse of that bad right. old football. Well, and, then, and here's the deal with Robbie Gold. Because he's not good at it, he's already said he doesn't want to go anywhere where he has to kick off. Okay. And and so when I, when I was action. asking around, why don't they bring in Robbie Gold? It's like okay, but then we got to have somebody kick off because yeah. he's not he's very good at it. Himself out of a job. And it's going to be even more important this year with the new rule of the of the um, fair catch. Uh, in if the ball's in at, uh, beyond the twenty five yeah. yard line. Break station. Break station. Break. Isaiah Stanback is an Android guy, and he don't know how to use <laughs> Dell computers. It help him out. out. It help him out, Chris no, B. He, it, Chris it, B. It, yeah. it needs a password. Yeah. Right uh, nah, because what right. we this were going to do yeah. is yeah. let you know that we've got a podcast text line, uh-huh. 817-290-3298. And if you text us, we've got questions that we can answer here during the show. But it can't time out on him. No, it can't time out. <laughs> Don't touch anything. I'm not going to touch it. No, I, I, no I, he needs to touch it. He yeah. needs to touch it so it no, doesn't time no, out. No, don't touch the buttons. Touch the little pad. No, there. I got it. I'm good. I know Android products don't have a pad <laughs> in the bottom. <laughs> there are some good questions on here, though, so, so make sure you guys keep sending them in. I'm taking a peek at them as they come through, and we'll, we'll definitely address them. You so know, from, a, from, a, um, from an injury standpoint, they had a couple guys – jumped back into practice. Dorrance Armstrong had been out with a hamstring. Uh, he was he was back in. Uh, Donovan Wilson, I, I've been told, it, now people got to see him out here. He had been working out with the trainers when nobody was around, and I'm told uh, his uh, high calf muscle, I believe it was, uh, is doing better. And so uh, maybe... I don't know if he gets back this week, but he's close. Right. So they're encouraged by uh, his uh, progress. Uh, Izzy McQuamu was back out there. Uh, so they're getting some of these guys with the soft tissue injuries back out there. Uh, and I think uh, Jordan Lewis, uh, who was uh, placed on Pup, Pup right? Uh, he, he, I'm watching him run. So he's getting close to getting back out here, which will – create more competition in that yeah. secondary because without him here them young guys bland 
uh, has played well. Uh, Eric Scott continues to play well. Uh, so there's, there'll be some more competition to be in that top four at the cornerback position. It's going to be very competitive in that secondary, you know, based upon some of the names you just gave. And kudos to the front office for, for securing the secondary. When you think yeah. about this starting lineup, all three safeties are locked in. Right. All three of them, right? Right. Yeah, Hooker, Wilson, Curse, all those guys are locked in in contracts. So kudos to that. You look on the outside. Well, you, you, you shared up Trayvon, right? You have Gilmore on the opposite side. You have a young Deron Bland. So your starting secondary is locked in for, a, for at least the next few years. Were you guys good <clears throat> with them re-signing Hooker? Three-year deal, uh, yeah. yes, twenty-four yeah. million. Yep. See, uh, one thing we can we can rest assured when our secondary is the guys that they signed. You don't mind because they, they, they're good enough and the money is there. And so, I got something on my face. No, Both no, no. of us. Oh, uh, <laughs> man, you got me grinning. You, you no, doing, there was. Oh, I'm like you doing all this. I'm like, wow, man, there's something on my it's, face. It's tell it's me the, the trees. The no, I was cleaning my face. Y'all got something off. on my face. They've been, they been watching Friday, yeah. y'all. Yeah, but this dude got me, dog. He rubbing his face. You down. can't, <laughs> you can't see anything on yours uh, if it's a bug, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Black. Whoa, oh, oh. oh. Shots fired. Big shots. <laughs> Big shots. Good one. So you were saying about? But I'm telling you. Even when uh, Wilson went down and, and uh, Kwamu, even when those guys got banged up, you didn't worry. You're like, okay, next guy up, Bell, next guy up. Let's do your thing. And they've uh, had Bell out there, yeah. Wanye Thomas. Yeah. I do worry about Israel Mukwamu. Yes. I worry about his ability to have enough time now have, after having missed majority of training camp at this point to show that he should right. be on this roster. Even though he has some cred over the you know last year that he was coming along, but we just talked about it. those three starters are there, right? Those guys are locked in. They're not going right. anywhere. Right. But then you have a couple of young cats. You got you got Marquise Bell, yeah. right? He's going to be in there. You have um, the Tyler Coyle that's going right. to be in there. You got Israel Mukwamu. Those guys are going to be they're going to be fighting for first for some uh, some playing time as well. So you can't miss all of training camp. And I know it's, he's not his choice. Right. right. I've been in that position. It sucks. But he needs to get out there and get some reps, and he needs these preseason games because there's a lot of other guys that are, are vowing for positions that are going to affect how many guys are, are going to be kept in the secondary, especially when you're running a three-safety set. You so, will learn quickly the difference between injury and I'm hurt. And hurt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you hit that wave a while, you'll be like, wow, and I I'm sure, practiced. I'm sure there was a reaction out there. Oh, they signed Hooker. Why don't they get these other guys signed? But you know what happens is they sign guys that are willing to sign. Some guys don't want to do it. Now, he's a veteran. 28 years old, he realizes the, uh, the jeopardy you put yourself know, in yeah. playing in that last year of your contract. Uh, and, and I thought the neat thing about him is what he said is, I didn't want to go anywhere. I felt like I was home and I had these guys were my guys and I wanted to stay. Right. Uh, so, you know, they, they were able to, you know, meet in the middle of a contract and he was fine. He didn't need to be the highest paid safety yeah. out there, right? He just needed some security and right. $16 million guaranteed. That's a lot of security right. uh, for a guy that was coming off an Achilles, exactly. right? Which is, as you know, a very tough yep. thing to come back from. Yep. As a matter of fact, I told him, I said, when you got back and did all what you were doing, I said, it, you gave me incentive that when I tore mine that <laughs> I could at least come back and be normal, right? I did not got to play a football game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was a – a, a really good uh, signing. I think we need to probably take a break here. 
uh, on mixed shots. And remember, if you got a question, we have a podcast text line, 817-290-3298. Isaiah is monitoring that, and we'll be back in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and they're gl- we're glad they're with us on Mix Shots here on DallasCowboys.com from lovely Oxnard, California. Although I was sitting lovely, yeah, it's and so lovely today. It's cloudy out but here. But you know we'll take it because once we go back home, it's thirty degrees hotter. Right. At least. At least, right? So it'll get to 74 here today. Mm. It's 104 back home. Probably. And the low of the day back home, I think, is like 84. So it gets up to 74 here, and it doesn't go below 84 can, back I home. I say it every year when we come here and get out of that heat and live here in Oxnard for a month, puts another year on my life. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. All right. So, um one of the things that I, I did want to get to, um, and I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch any of the Hall of Fame stuff with right. DeMarcus Ware, uh, given his induction speech, along with Scott Holly stepping in for his dad, Chuck Holly, who uh, played for the Cowboys from 61 to 73, getting in as a, as a senior, uh, his a uh, health situation didn't allow him to be there, uh, which was a shame. Yeah. And that's why I always say, why do they wait, wait so on long. these guys so long when they can't really enjoy it? Yeah. 
Uh, he's in late stage of dementia, and the sad part is, is his wife's kind of in the same situation. Uh, so uh, he was unable to travel. Uh, so his son Scott gave the acceptance speech, and I thought it was pretty good, cool at the end. I don't know if you guys got to see it. Uh, he said, hey, I want to do a favor to my dad on the count of three. Let's scream, hello, Chuck. And they did it, right? right. And, and Scott was telling us that he wasn't sure that his dad, his attention span is short. And he wasn't sure how much of it he could wa watch. So he thought maybe if he just throws a shot out there, right, that maybe it would hit home with him. Uh, and then DeMarcus knocked it out of the park. He, he was pretty emotional, uh, talking about, you know, early in his career when he, or his life when he was a kid, he had a, he had a situation, and I had never heard this story uh, from him, where somebody uh, he was around got shot, and there was a knife on the ground, and he picked up the knife and looked at the guy that did the shooting, and the guy put the gun to his head, and he dropped the knife. And he said, I had to make a decision right then and there who I was going to be. And he said he thought about that a lot when he was working out and, yeah. and was incentive to keep going and be successful. So a kid that uh, was a probably a 188-pound receiver when he got to Troy, they turned him into a Hall of Fame defensive end. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, it was good. It was. It was good to see that. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you guys were out here, but when um, Coach McCarthy was getting ready to start his press conference, Ware was in the middle of his speech, and he saw us all watching on a computer, and he just said, "Yeah, let's watch it." And so he watched and put his uh, press conference off until Demarcus was awesome. over. Yeah, he said it was important. So. Yeah, uh, and I know Nate. You usually go to those things. Yeah, man. I, if I'd have got invites, you know I'd have been gone, man. <laughs> you, I'm gonna go. You'd have left us. Oh yeah, easily, man. This is a once in a lifetime thing, and and normally, ninety percent of the time, the uh, Hall of Fame gets it right. Yeah, you know. And so, and if a cowboy going in, knowing that it's a conspiracy against us cowboy fans, Isaiah, uh, I ain't <laughs> feeling it, bro. Um. Brad Sham did go, yes. got an invite from uh, DeMarcus Ware and said it was really good. It was great hooking up with a lot of the players from that era. He got a chance to say hi to Jay Ratliff. Uh, Travis Frederick was there. Uh, Miles Austin was there. That was great. That had been a great thing to see. So man. he got to you know see those guys that played uh, with DeMarcus. So uh, he said, yeah, it was, it, it was really nice to see spend some time with those guys that they show up and to support him so and uh made a big deal too of his dad being there uh who wasn't really part of his life growing up and recently has gotten back in with uh, demarcus and demarcus basically said the thing i told my dad is i forgive you uh and he said i hadn't really told him that previously see those things are flying around on us yeah so anyway, I, I tell you like this here, man, and and this is going towards Demarcus. Where for all you people that have family members, uh, where, wherever you're at in that relationship, uh, say you're sorry and start living from that day. And I think that's what Demarcus did with his father. It's like, okay, you're back. The past is the past. We forgive you. Let's start living from this day. Yeah, you know, it, and, I, and I do that with my family members who I hadn't seen in a while. Or, 
I, I, they got something against me, and I didn't know it. I'm like, hey, whatever it is I did, I'm sorry. Hey, but I started living from this day, man. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty, pretty powerful. So as we go on here in uh, mix shots, the tight end position. Peyton Hendershot and this guy named John Stevens that a lot of people probably don't even know who he is. They will. Have really stepped up. Uh, and they've got like four, five tight ends. Yes. And they, we still haven't seen uh, Luke Schoonmaker uh, out there. He's getting closer maybe this week, I'm told. So we'll see. Uh, but the, the other guys, um, I think there was a lot of people worried that because Dalton Schultz left, on his own accord, by the way, because yep. they wanted to re-sign him to a long-term deal, and he didn't want to do it. He was butthurt from last year having to make just $10 million on a, a franchise, and he ends <laughs> up in Houston. Wow. Uh, but these other guys have stepped up, so I was trying to see what you guys thought of what's been going on at the tight end position. I think you have the sure thing uh, in, in Ferguson. Right. In Ferguson, I think that's going to be your – your main guy that you're going to and that you're looking towards. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> um, so kudos to them for bringing him in last year because of the, with the, the potential of Dalton Schultz leaving. Um, but behind that. Has he got an inside joke here yeah. with us on <laughs> Ferguson? Behind, behind that, you really don't know. Uh, I think Peyton Hendershot is their reception guy. Right. Uh, when they find them themselves in the third down situation, it's going to be it's going to be Peyton Hendershot. When and they find red them, zone too, and red right zone there. as well, yeah. it's going to be Peyton Hendershot because he's the shiftiest of all the tight ends. Now, behind those two, right, those are the guys that you brought in last year. Now you're looking at Big Stevenson, like that you just mentioned. He's six six. Really looks like a, a basketball player out there. This big basketball player looking guy who can go up there and high point the ball. He looks very raw. He looks like a project, and I don't say that uh, in a negative sense. I just think that he's not a he's not a developed tight end yet. Right. Right. Um, but he has th- all the attributes there. Just you know, you got all the ingredients. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Linda Wells just has to put it all in the pot, and you know, and you just need a chef to be able to make it happen. So, and that's the man to do it. Um, but. You know, you got Princeton Fant out there as well. Um, that's gonna gonna try to show up. I think he's more of a uh, of a road grader more than anything. He's probably the yes. most physical of all those tight ends. Um, but I but right off the bat, you know, you're thinking Schoolmaker's gonna be there. Ferguson's gonna be your main tight end. He'll eat a lot. He'll get a lot of yardage this year off of this type of offense. And then uh, Hendershot is your main guy. And then they'll probably carry a fourth guy. Who is that going to be? Is it going to be the guy that wants to go up there and high point in the, in the red zone? Is it going to be a fan that can go out there and be a role grader on special teams? Like, who, who are you going to try to pick up? And I think the guy that I think has shown that he probably deserves to be back on the roster is Sean McEwen. I, I think that he, from a blocking standpoint, a guy that you can use as an H-back, uh, and he, he'll catch a pass or two for you. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of crowded, right? Yes. And, you know, when we talk about John Stevens and the Cowboys, you know, they understand what he is, but they also look at it, we look at it as a 53, right? They right. look at it as 16 more guys on the practice squad. And that <laughs> might be his, you know, his fate yeah, that's right. for, to, to start him. off, right? So, McEwen, it'll be interesting to see because of late we've got to see a little more of Lupke, the the fullback right Lupke, yeah uh, and you know can you how many how many tight ends can you keep and if you want to keep a fullback so something's yeah. got to give there I don't, right? I don't i don't see that 
going that way. I just, that's not Nate's time anymore. I just think the, the, the better blocking tight end should be your, if you keep a third or fourth guy, it should be a blocking tight end because as the season go on and things get hectic, that's what you need is an extra blocker. Somebody, if we lose a Tyron Smith yep. or if we lose, we may need that extra block. And I want a guy that, that don't mind getting a little, little dirty. Yep. And I thought last year that was the problem with the tight end position. Yes. They didn't we block couldn't get very, on the end. You know, yeah. when you go two tight ends, well, okay, that means I got two extra guys blocking, but that wasn't the case last year. You're going to see a lot more. <clears throat> excuse me. You're going to see a lot more of that this year as well. Right. Two tight end sets. You're going to have it where the offense is coming to the line of scrimmage and it looks even. One receiver on each side, one tight end on each side, and it's going to give Dak the opportunity to put the the team in the best situation. You know, if you sometimes you might see him come to the line of scrimmage and say over over or kill kill. Right. Well, he might have had a run play going to the right. And now he just killed it to the left, but the defense has no idea which way he was going in the first place. Right. So to Nate's point, you need tight ends that can not only get out into their routes, get nice releases, and catch the ball, but these guys have to be able to block. Because if you have an ace set, right, where you come up, you have a tight end on each side, I need to have the confidence to be able to run to either direction. And these guys are going to be out on the edge, and they're going to be obviously combo blocking with the tackles. So these guys have to know what the heck they're doing at the line of scrimmage. Hendershot's not that guy right, right. Now. You know, no, he's not he's that guy. Not, right. Sean McEwen is that type of guy, but Sean McEwen is like, um, I, I would say Sean McEwen is like tofu. He's consistent, right? He's consistent, right. but there ain't a lot of flavor there. Right, right, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. there's not a lot of flavor there. <laughs> you know, like, Maybe that's why I don't like tofu. Yeah, yeah he's like, right. so I mean, like, you're not going to get anything exceptional, or nor do you expect anything exceptional, but consistency, there's something that, you know, that to be said about that as well. A second round pick. Uh, tight end what 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 where is he at mate what, he's he's he he's he's getting close he's got the the um plantar fasciitis right. that he showed up with so right. that was why he was on nfi non-football injury uh, he's a big dude you know what i finally saw him <laughs> just like i i said gosh this guy's big yeah, he's massive i mean he's he's got to be like six five six six we're screwing me what, what what is his what do they got him listed at? Where are we at here? What's his number? I forgot his doggone number. 86. 86. Well, he's not even on this doggone sheet. Yeah, he's 6'5", 255. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah he, he. So he needs to get out there. And, you know, the thing with the plantar fasciitis, and I don't know if either one of you have had, had that. you got to tear it, and he didn't tear it. It was just strained, and it Tell lasted a long time. How long did it take? I ain't never. I had a lot of injuries, bad injuries. But I remember going in that training room, and Jim Meyer said, hey, man, you want to hold my hand? And I'm thinking, like, hold your hand. You know, I'm Nate Newton, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say, something told me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll grab your hand just to see. He said, you want me to hold your hand. Yeah, I'll yeah. hold your hand so you'll be safe. That's what I told him. When they stuck that needle in my foot, and I screamed, and then I looked up, and everybody was laughing at me. I like, yeah, big, tough guy, yeah. But... <laughs> Man, that hurts. Right. That hurts, but I finally tore mine. That's the best thing that happened, just going and tear it. Yeah. And get it over with. Mm. Get that shot and be done with it. Mm. After that, I was on my road to recovery. Would the shot cause it to tear? Well, no, I just couldn't really feel it because it, it was it. – it healed me. It oh, helped heal me. Oh, I see. Yeah, to help. After that, I really couldn't feel it. I, I tore it. It finally – Hmm. I was ready. Did Russell Maryland have that too? They gave him a, like a metal plate to put in his shoe. Yeah, yeah, but Russell had bad feet. <laughs> he had good feet to play, but good just feet. bad. Yeah, but yeah, bad, bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma Haney feet. 
<laughs> and with that, we'll take our second break here on Mix Shots uh, as we are out here on a cloudy day in Oxnard, California, which Don't is probably not toes. even 70 degrees <laughs> The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to Mick Shots. Hey, Nate, do you eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboys football? Yes, I do. Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named the 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, and win exclusive prizes plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself, if you want, or another today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the year. And Brag on yourself. Continue here on Mick Shots, Mickey Spagnola, Isaiah Standback, Nate Newton, and you guys who are texting us on the text line. That's right. Isaiah. The text line over here to Cowboys. Text line 817-290-3298 for those that do not have that number, but for those who already had it and you guys have sent in some questions, we appreciate you. One of the questions that was posed on the text line was, how has Awesome Richards looked at camp? This year's draft pick over there at Tackle, what is he looking like right now? He, he look okay. He played a little guard, 76, I'm thinking you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So he's played that left guard behind uh, Tyler Smith. Uh when, when when he makes contact, he's physical. Okay. He can move people off the ball. Uh, 
Got to get a little more shifty with his feet. And I see a lot of inside guys have that problem, you know, because they used to just dominating in college. Where in pros, you're going you're gonna to face all type, like Ozzy, uh, Osa, excuse me, who can get upfield, who's quick, yeah. who can get lateral movement. Guys like that who got great lateral movement, you got to be able to move your feet. You got to be able to have proper sets. So you got to continue to work on that. And always hands, 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 proper placement with the hands. Do you think he's a tackler or a guard? I think he's a guard. I think he's a guard. At 6'5". Yeah, it don't matter. Uh-huh. Not, not in today's NFL because you just see it across the board, all different positions. If you saw a center when I played that was uh, more than 6'2 or 6'3, you, you, he looked out of, out of whack. Nowadays, you play where you play. Yeah. If you're athletic enough and savvy enough, you play wherever they put you. So, so being that that's Austin Richards over there on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball, on the flip side, Mick, people okay. want the people on the text line want to know how is Mozzie Smith going? How's how's he doing? They want to know specifically about Saturday, but just overall, how has Mozzie Smith been looking? So, in my opinion, uh, he is strong. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think he does a good job of taking up double teams, mm-hmm. uh, which you want from that guy, so other guys can make plays. He's got to play faster. I think they were somewhat worried that he wasn't getting off the snap real quick, uh, and they needed to pick up his play speed, meaning, hey, you got to go. You know, I think in college you probably get by with just being strong. Now your technique has to be better, Uh, and that's kind of what I've seen from him. I thought at times on Saturday he had a good day, but there were other times he was getting turned, which you don't want that guy to get turned. Nate, as an offensive lineman, what advantage do you gain by a defensive lineman not getting off on the snap? He's not going to be able to get off and get tackles. In this game, six inches makes all the difference in the world. If I can get to you, if we're right here, yeah. and I can get right here on you right here, and all I need is to get right here, you, you beat because I got a head and a shoulder you got to get past. Yeah. And that's what's messing him up. In college, he could just take people up off their feet and bench press them back into the running back. Here, these guys are through, are through the deal. You, you've turned. Just you slightly turn, yeah. And that's all it takes. What he has to do is read the head and believe what he sees. Step right, step right. Step left, step left. Get that hand to the outside of uh, uh, that pad or to the middle to the outside of that pad so you can turn the yeah. offensive player. Now you have a chance to release and make a tackle. But if he turns you, you're blocked off and the running back is running. So you're talking about leverage. Yeah, it's all about leverage, man. All about hand placement and leverage and seeing and believing. He's not taking false steps. They're just slow. Mm. If you step right, I step right. Mm. And and now I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. I can bench press you right back into this guy. Reach out, tackle it. Three-yard gain. Other way, it's a four- to five-yard game. I saw, I saw uh, an example of what you want to see from him right. uh, where he did step in. He was getting ready to step into the backfield. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, they like T.J. Bass so far, rookie, free yeah. agent, guard. Yep. At Oregon. Destroyed him. Just put him on the ground. Mm. And I'm going, that's how, that's how strong he is. And he was quick that time. He got in on Bass, right. and he turned Bass. How much of that do you think is his confidence boosted when he faces another guy that he knows is also a rookie versus going against another guy? It's just totally different right? because yeah. two <laughs> plays earlier, that same guy is, 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 is Smith, mm-hmm. and it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, that, when this, when, when, 
when Tyler Smith lay his hands on you, he's gonna bless you. It's gonna be the same amount of strength <laughs> now with a veteran leverage. Right. And uh it, this one thing I like about this kid, if he's going to his left, he'll live it better. Who's that? You talking about? I'm talking about Moss. Okay. He's a little bit better. Seems to get that left hand in there. And he's literally stops the guy from any type double team. Mm-hmm. So them linebackers be running Flow. free. But when they go into the right, he's a little bit slower. So, and that's where Smith gets him and just knocks him off the ball because he's trying to muscle him, and Smith just started turning him. Yeah. And backs backs got two, three lanes to the outside. So, if he can just see and read, see and believe, see and react, and what you have to do is come out here and hit these pads. What you got to do is get on that two-man sled and, and let him pop it out because, you know, he got the little arm of that pop sure. out. Boom. Yeah. He got to be able to learn to step. Boom, boom. Give, when you see color, you got to step. Give people a visual. I got both of you guys are, are, are yeah. historians of the Cowboys. Name a defense alignment that, that was an interior defense alignment that, that, that had such an impact on the inside that allowed their second-level linebackers to be able to free-flow and make well, plays. When you got to go far, Jonathan, Hankins, okay. last year. Yeah. I mean, he, he was eating up blocks, and then all of a sudden he get his arm, his arm hurt. Yeah. You know, I mean, the team Stand rushed it. for a lot, but you can see the difference when he's in the game. When he's on point, he's stepping. You know, and uh, and he and he's doing what he's got to do. So that that is the thing. Uh, Gal, Gal, uh, Gallimore, uh, Big Bohanna, they ain't doing that. Mm. They want to step, yeah, but they want to turn because they they always trying to get into a pass rush mode. That's why they're in trouble now. That's why he may never mind. I ain't getting no, 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 no. You're yeah. exactly right yeah. because if if there was a fault to the defense last year, yeah. the inability to stop the run, and you're thinking with these bigger guys in the middle with Hankins, because there are times they line up Hankins. And Mozzie together. That's your first and second. I talked to Quinn. That's your first and second down backs. If they come, especially if they're coming off the goal line, them the two guys just running out there. And Bo Hannon don't want to see that. I, I'm, I, yeah. Bo Hannon, if you got friends out there, Texas Big Noon say you don't want to see that. Yep. Because where do you your, fit? That's your job. Yeah. And he may. He yeah. May, his job may be in. Yeah. Jeopardy, so he got right? to come on and play. Yeah. Yes, sir. He does. He and he and because Gallimore. this uh, Villa, Villamar. For Hoko, Junior. Junior, they like him. Yeah. They like they like him. And see, and the other thing they've done also in the middle is they've they've put uh Chauncey Golston yep. inside yes. too. He's he's having an impact. Right? That's yeah. your secret mix. Yeah. Yeah. When all else fails, coach should be like, pull him in. But he wants it. That's the guy that they want getting vertical. Yeah. So they have guys on their roster that they want to put in there to get vertical, vertical get yes. up the field. When they put Big Bo in there, when they put Mozzie in there, when they put Jonathan Hankins in there, they don't want to see those guys getting vertical unless they are literally driving somebody back. Right. They want to clog up space. That's not their job. They've come out and said it over and over again. Dan Quinn said it. We got Mozzie Smith to go up there and clog things up. He is right. a toilet clogger. That's what, that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got yeah, a visual when he take on a dump, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won't dump folks on the ears. Yeah. And yeah. with that, <laughs> we will end mix shots here yeah, on this he Monday. We'll be back <laughs> on Wednesday here from Oxnard, California. Thanks to Isaiah for stepping in. Nate, glad to. Thank Bill. You didn't get Appreciate lost you. on your day off on Monday. No. And uh, we hope Bill Jones will join us. That's hard to say. Jones, join us. Yeah. Uh, next uh, Wednesday, he's back uh, in Dallas. Uh, I'm Mickey Spagnola, and that was Cowboys Mix Shots. Thanks also to Chris Beam helping us out here. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!